Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Gaga Goons, baby. Woo-wee. Let me tell you, this is the 1,861st episode on Purpose Kingdom Network. I am your girl, Adrian Misunderstandings Allen, better known today as Misunderstood Adrian. And as always, I take great pleasure in welcoming you here tonight. If this is your first time, now let me tell you, God Got Goons is a special place in my heart. Why is that? Because I believe that we all come from different walks of life. I believe that we all do different things. I believe that we all have a purpose here for us. God has given it all to us. But the thing is that we got to learn how to fight. We got to learn how to look at things a little bit different. We got to look at how to get in where we fit in no matter what the cause, no matter what the cause, so that God can, you know, be seen in the situation, in the room. You know how that is. So I invite you to invite a friend or two to join in with us tonight. If you'd like to call in live, the number to call in is 319-527-6091. If you press 1, that will signal the board and let me know that you are wanting to speak. And when you hear the beep, it'll be your turn to speak. So if you are just joining me for the very first time, and this is your first time ever being on Purpose Kingdom Network, I invite you to go to www.blogtalkradio.com backwards slash Purpose Kingdom. And when I tell you that there are episodes, there are archives, 1,850 of them to be exact, that you can go in and have your heart's desire and understand that because Purpose Kingdom Network is coming with you with two full weeks of different programming, it becomes, it just becomes a playground of all of God's soldiers doing what it is that we do to benefit and glorify God and to let you understand a little bit more about anything that you might be going through. So for tonight, I I I, I said, you know what? I got to be honest. Let's be honest. Can we keep it real? I figured before I say what I need to say, I better put it in a platform and put it in a in a position so that people can understand exactly what it is that I'm saying versus what it is that you hear. Because you do know that a lot of times we be hearing what we want to hear and not what the person is saying. So for tonight, what I'm asking you to do is kind of hear it in the way that that it can be something that you could take heed to. Because I believe that we all have these situations in our own lives. We're all faced with situations, and we always say things that that help us justify the means. And for tonight, I wanted to be honest. Can we keep it real? 319-527-6091 is the number. And don't forget, press 1 so you can speak. 
Now, people always are quick to blame the devil for things that happen in life. But I'm here tonight to suggest that maybe it's God gently nudging you into a place where you need to be. Each time, I call them Jonah experiences. Now, we're going to talk about it later, but if you all know what I'm talking about, then you understand exactly what I mean, because I have had some Jonah experiences, y'all. When I realized that it was happening just like the Bible says, I got closer to the Bible. I said, oh, I got to go read this because this is real. I'm watching people go through this and go through that. You know, like things start to shake. People start to drown. You know you know what I mean. You got to throw your things overboard and just start getting rid of all the things that they thought was priceless and precious. And all you know is that really you need to be honest. You really need to keep it real. You need to stop. You know you're not even supposed to be where you are right now. So stop saying that it's the devil and giving him all the credit when it's basically that God intended for it to happen just like that. It's very interesting how challenges come and go and we have a common tendency to just just make it seem like it's a negative occurrence. You know, like it's really a possibility that maybe this is it. This is how we're supposed to be going. We're supposed to be fighting the enemy. But why is it that we're always fighting the enemy? Why do we give more credit to the enemy than we do to God actually putting you in a situation or allowing something to happen so that you can open your eyes to something else? Is it sometimes that We have these experiences that remind us of the Jonah where we see the chaos that people are going through. We actually see the struggle, and during these times, we might actually want to look at ourselves. We want to look at the things that are happening to people around us because that we are in positioning of wrong stuff. Like, people are asking me, they're sitting there saying, What is she talking about? What is she trying to say? I'm trying to be nice about it, but at the end of the day, we look at stuff and we always want to give the devil credit, but we need to start looking at it as God is orchestrating it it to happen in your life for you to see things the way that you might need to be able to see them, which is maybe different or somehow different. I encourage you tonight, to take take inventory of the things that have happened, how these things have happened, and if you have placed blame in the wrong aspect. Now, the reason why I say it like that is because, okay, here's the situation. Just recently, recently, I had a, I had a, a scare, a tumble. And I was told that because of something that I did, the enemy was mad and he pushed me. And I took that and then I said to myself, dang, he tried to get me. 
But, you know, God is good and everything because I'm not hurt and I got up and I was not, you know, like you know how we do. We give all power where all power is supposed to be, and we don't let the devil get no tick. But at the end of the day, maybe the devil shouldn't even be a part of the equation. Because just think, I said that I wanted to introduce the world to Surviving Tough Times on your March Get Set Go, my book, the one that I that is published. And, yes, y'all, I'm a published author, and you can go get my book if you really like it because I am going to introduce this book to the world. So if you already have it, you're just going to be one up on it. So I had said that I was going to do it on the 1st. On the 1st, which was Saturday, everything happened. I was doing all kinds of stuff and everything, and don't we know how when you say you're going to do one thing, all kinds of stuff happens. Everything happens. You be here, you be there, you got to do this, you got to do that. You're picking up this, you're picking up that. Before you know it, it's 7, 8 o'clock in the afternoon or evening. Well, I want to say that I fell about 5 or 6 o'clock, which means that if I said that I was going to do something, why I didn't do it in the morning to make sure that it got done before everything else I started to do? Because then that would have made sure that I had introduced the book to the world. I had introduced everyone to day one on July 1st. But because I had went on about my business and did everything else that I was doing, I had said that I was going to do it. I pulled the book out. I put the book on the counter, and I said, I'm going to read this. And then later on, I said, you know, I'm going to read this. And then I looked back at it again and walked past it again and said, you know, I'm going to read this. And then before you know it, I came back in the house. And as I was coming in the house, boom, I'm hitting the ground, busting my head on the cement. Yeah, y'all, your, your girl fell. And I'm going to be honest because it, 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 it hurt me to hit the ground one, you know, because, uh, yeah, yeah we just going to put it like that. You know, it hurt me to hit the ground. I think it hurts all of us when we hit the ground, especially, especially when you really, really hit the ground. And, I mean, I ain't hit no asphalt in a minute. You heard me call it cement. You heard me call it asphalt. I've gotten real familiar with all of the gravels of the world right now because I feel like a little kid because I fell. But when I realized that maybe it wasn't the devil, but it was God's way of getting my whole attention. Yeah, no, and I said it just like that, my whole attention. Why? Because I fell in a whole bunch of shattered glass. I ain't cut myself. Like I said, I hit my head. I didn't bust my brains open. There's all the things that could have happened, but none of them did happen, but yet I fell. Just enough to have, you know, like I say, the Jonah experience. Now, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, about Jonah experiences, you know, we work with the Bible here. Now, most most biblical forms have the same kind of story in it, maybe, but... um. Jonah is the one that got swallowed up by the fish, but we call him a big whale. They call him a, they call him a big fish. However, whichever way you heard the story, it's about the way when God says to go one way, but then we decide to go another. Simple, simple form. You know, he tells you to do this, 
and you decide, well, I'm going to do it this way. I'm going to do this. This is what he meant by that because it sounds like this because it, it makes sense because it all wraps in together. Wrong. I call them Jonah experiences because when we get into those wayward situations, somehow or another, things around us fall apart. People lose the job, get, you know, locked up. They, you know, anything can happen. Their cars are stolen. All types of stuff happen when you are in the wrong position, when God has called you to something else. So in this Jonah experience, they don't actually realize that they are actually going through everything. They're, like, trying to figure it out. They're really going through talking about what did they do, what did they do wrong. They're looking at their possessions. They're trying to think, okay, this is not of God. This is God. We got to throw this out. We got to throw this out. When they look over at Jonah, he's actually asleep. Now, this sucker. Wait a minute. But when we be in those situations, we be having such a great time. We be doing whatever we want to do, and it be all the way wrong. So basically, we be sleep. A lot of us be a wide awake doing whatever we're doing, but really, trust me, you sleep. But in this sleep, they look and they say, you know what? Wait a minute. Who is this guy? And then when they realize, oh, wait a minute, he wants, he one of them. Yeah, you know, because God has, God has a mark on us because we are one of his. We are chosen. So when you choose to do what you're supposed to do, you go, you come with a, well, you come with a light, I'm going to be honest. It's like a light that's shining on you, and people can start to see it on you the closer you get to where it is that you're supposed to be. So in his sleep, he can, they can still see these shining. He's saying it's him. It's this guy. So when they wake him up, he's now going to be just like if we confronted about something, we're we're quick to be like, you you know what, I was wrong, I'm sorry. Right or wrong? Because you know you're supposed to try to apologize for it because that's the thing that you learn how to do. So Jonah says, well, throw me over. Ain't that a mess? Jonah asked them to throw him over. Now, you know you're wrong, you're wrong, you shouldn't even be here. You shouldn't even be here. Why? We got to get rid of you. You should be able to turn around and walk out the door yourself or jump over the board yourself. But we don't do it like that. So in, in, in everybody's situation, things happen. And then, you know, of course, you have to go through your whole Jonah experiences that three days. I realized today when I was reading and studying a little bit, I realized that they say that every time every time God is talking about how the world is in this adulterous kind of mindset that they're trying to see like signs and wonders. You know, people are trying to figure out how we're going to stop the violence, how can we stop the gun safety and all that kind of stuff. But they're not realizing that maybe it's something that we all need to look inwardly about to do because it says that because we're looking for these signs and wonders, the only sign that will ever be seen is Christ. And he'll be in the tomb for the three days like Jonah was in the well for three days. And I said, wow, that's deep. 
Because think about it, we all have the Jonah experience. So therefore, it's even more relatable to what it is to have a Savior because in that moment, if we can get rid of everything else and forget about the story and forget about how it worked and forget about all the things that don't make it sit well with you and just look at the fact that it was dead it was buried, and for three days it stayed that way, but then it got up. And when it got up, it took everything that it meant to do in wrong and gave it life. That, that's it right there. That That's like the thing. Let's be honest. Can we keep it real? That's what it's about. Looking at where you are, seeing what it is, and seeing can I do it better. Looking at where you are, saying should I be here? Is this where I really was supposed to go? And am I doing what I was supposed to do? Trust me, I seen it the other day when I hit the ground. I seen it when I hit the day the other ground because I was thinking to myself, I shouldn't even have to be walking in here no more. Because, you know, when you when you make your mind up to do something, you need to follow through with it. And it's funny because a lot of people are like, oh, I didn't do it yet. I didn't do it yet. I didn't do it yet. Understand that it's a process. And in the process, it happens in your mind first. And then once it comes into your mind enough that you now see it and you can see it different and now you're actually being convicted of it because you're seeing it and you're really, really seeing it and now you can see that God is seeing it. So the, you understand these all, those are not so much the Jonah experience because you don't see other people suffering. In the Jonah experience, it wasn't so much about Jonah suffering, but it was the people around him that suffered. And so then tonight when I say, let's be real, can we be honest? Ask yourself, is there anything that we can do to shift the narrative? Like we 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 open ourselves to deeper understanding of what it is that we're supposed to be doing rather than playing that blame game that the world is playing. Because, you know, in America, everybody got to find blame in something. Can't nobody have a mistake. Can't nobody have an accident. Nobody is just in a situation that happened. We got to find out what happened. The, 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 the machine broke down, but we need to find out who was supposed to be watching the machine. Who was the security guard in the building that was supposed to be watching the building that's supposed to be helping the machine go? You know what I mean? Like, we can't just say that the building, that the machine blew up. God forbid we had an accident. God forbid it just happened. We can't even go there. We need to find blame. And even in all of the sad things that we see, no matter what it is, from the from the twin towers to planes coming in the towers, all the way up to kids being shot in the street. We are finding a place where we need to find blame for everything without looking inwardly. We're giving the credit to the devil instead of saying that maybe this is God's way of getting our attention. Everybody always talks about we love the babies. You got to love the kids. So if you got to love the kids, then let's love the kids. Let's do something. Let's figure it out so that they are not the ones that are wanting to kill each other, but they want to actually exist with each other. 
the only way that people will want to exist with each other is that they see the example of people existing with each other today. Honest. Can we keep it real? 319-527-6091 is the number. I'm sorry. Again, that's 319-527-6091. And if you press 1, that will cue the board, and it will signal you to, well, it'll let me know that you want to speak, but then you'll hear a beep, and then it'll be your turn to speak. But if we could recognize where God is, we can recognize his guidance. Because the devil is going to tempt you, and he's going to influence individuals all the time, but it's crucial to acknowledge that God is the ultimate orchestrator of our lives. He works in mysterious ways, often leading us through unconventional paths toward our true calling. By recognizing God's hand in our experiences, we find solace in the strength and the knowledge that we are being guided towards where we need to be. And let's keep it real. If we can keep it real, instead of giving the devil undue credit for every setback, Let's pause and reflect on the possibility that God's hand is all at work. And by doing so, we can free ourselves from all of the shackles and fear of the negativity. We find that we find comfort in the belief that every experience, both positive and negative, is a stepping stone. It's a piece of what it is that we need to fulfill our purpose. So. I really want to look at it, I want you to be able to look at it for exactly what it's worth. Now, when you, you know, growing up, you always seem to, how do I say it, get into things that you probably don't need to get into at that moment, but you got into it, so now that you're into it, you've got to try to find your way out of it. And a lot of times, we don't have a way out of it. And when you don't have a way out of it, it it, it puts you into a place. But, of course, I want to show you that it's not just me, it's not just you, and it's not just Jonah everywhere. You know, because look at Joseph. Joseph's life was filled with hardships and setbacks. His whole thing. He was betrayed by his brothers. He was sold into slavery and wrongfully imprisoned. And however the challenges were circumstances, God was working behind the scenes to position Joseph as that leader in Egypt and ultimately saving his life and his family as many others were during that time in famine. Joseph's story makes people somehow seem negative experiences and look at them and think, you know, that was the devil when Potiphar's wife lied on him, got him put in jail or, you know, being sold, you know, or being, look, and and you know it's funny, I always tell people this, I don't know if you can consider it a joke or not, but Joseph and Jonah have well experiences. 
you know, W-H-A-L-E, whale experiences, W-E-L-L experience, whale experiences. <laughs> I love it because we never realize what's going on because people, you know, we learn Bible stories like in a different way. So because you learn them in a different way, you kind of don't associate them with each other. But think about it. Jonah was put in a well, W-E-L-L, and he had to be, you know, he had to be rescued, but then he was rescued and sold. So in the rescuing, you were still sold, and then in being sold, you end up at you end up doing something good in the process of where you are, but you're still already in a bad situation. And then someone sees you in this bad situation and takes you out and puts you in charge of something. So then you're there and you're trying to do things the right way and you're trying to live the right way, and then someone comes and sees something that you have and wants you or wants the, something that you have, and so the next thing you know, you've done all that you're supposed to do to do it all right, and then the next thing you turn around and someone lies on you, and then they lie on you, and then it's like, well, wait a minute, where did that even come from? Why you even got your name, my name in your mouth? Like, you know, because you're trying to do what it is that God is calling you to do, so therefore, there's going to be people that are going to be around and everything, but in the same token of being around, it's hard to understand that God is actually orchestrating the fact that everybody around you is now bothering you because you shouldn't be around those people. But when we start to look at and understand that God is orchestrating the whole thing, then you start to not lean away from the fact that it's happening to you, but lean into the fact that it is because God is actually giving you the opportunity to make it right. Remember, because Joseph sat in jail for a long time. He did a lot of stuff in jail. Remember, because he's, he's seen the he's seen the uh, the jester that came in, and I think it was the cook or somebody else. Some, you know, the guy, he was like, oh, I'm going to remember you. I'm going to remember you. He's like, remember me, dog. Don't forget me. Don't forget me. He's like, I got you. I got you. Then he got out, and ain't nothing happened. You know, we say that ain't nothing but the devil. So he could have turned right away. He could have he stopped talking to everybody. I ain't going to tell nobody else. I'm not going to interpret anything else because the last time I did something for somebody, they told me they were going to do this and that and that and the good thing, and they didn't do it. So hell, I'm not going to do it anymore. This is how I am. And understand that we have situations that we've been put in so that we can make the opportunities to see God in it and not the devil. But as long as we see the devil in it, we can always just say, oh, you know how it be. Oh, girl, the devil got me again. No, child, this is it. God is calling us for more. God is saying, if I gave it to you, I gave it to you for a reason, so do it. I don't know if y'all know the story, but when I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, there was a pastor that came in my room, Reverend John Payne. Reverend John Payne is my man. He still is my man. He will always be my man. He said, uh, uh, Adrian, no disrespect to any of these people in here, but um, they keep telling you don't claim it. God gave it to you, and I think he gave it to you because you were strong enough to carry it. So whatever he gave it to you for, find out why he gave it to you and make that a part of whoever you are. I can say now, sitting here like 22 years in to my MS, I might have MS, but MS sure ain't got me, okay? And I take that for, for the reasoning of saying that if God gave it to me, it gives me power, as opposed to letting the devil give it to me, which 
actually threw me on the ground the other day. I Like I said, I didn't like to fall, and I didn't like that I hit the ground. But by my hitting the ground, it woke me up. Then you got to think about Job. You know, because Job, he did a whole lot of suffering and loss. And I think, what was it, his children died first, then they got rid of his possessions, and then he got sick, like his body. And then it was just, it was everything. And then all he really had to do was question the struggle. Because he had people around him, you know, because everybody was trying to get him to basically cuss God and basically say, you know, it is what it is. And Job never did it. Job's faith never wavered. And as his faith never wavered, it just gave God more power. And why do I say that? Because in the beginning of Job, when you're actually seeing the beginning, it says that they are having a conversation. And you do know that two people that don't talk to each other don't actually converse. Friends converse. You know, people that know each other. I know you, you know me, so we can conversate about the things that are happening. So as the book opens up, it's like God is actually asking the devil, what are you doing? And he's basically like, well, you know, I'm out here messing with your people, you know, because your people are fickle. They don't talk to people when they mad. They don't want to give nobody no change when they got money in their pocket. You know, the, the, the people, the ones that rush out of church real fast, trying to park it, get in the parking lot and don't see that you trying to get in, you know, your people. And then in your people, all they need is like a little situation and everything. He said, yeah, 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 yeah. God said, well, look, I think you're looking at it all wrong. Don't look at those people. Look at my special people. See, because in life, we try to be the special people because you want God to be able to call your name. You want God to be able to use you as the example so that when the world is going to shit, God can look at you and say, no, but not Adrian. No, not my child, and put your name in it. That that gives you power because why? Now the devil is coming to you. But remember, the devil didn't just come to you. The devil came to you with stipulations. Don't do this. Don't do that. You could take everything from him, but don't hurt him. Don't kill him. You can do this. You can do that. However you choose to do whatever you do, don't kill him. You could take her livelihood, you could do this, you could do that, you could do this, don't kill her. So at the end of the day, it might not help you in a situation that you're in because you're actually in the situation to find out that you don't waver on your faith, you know, that you always rest in God. That's the win. You you do understand that because a lot of us bank on it, and then when it gets rough and rocky, we roll up. I knew it wasn't going to happen no way. I shouldn't even have did that. There was no reason for me to be even here. So what are you talking about? If you feel like that today, we shouldn't have did it two days ago. And these are the things that we need to look at. These are the things that you have to understand. Because when you start to do those types of situations and you can bail on a project, you can stop doing what you're going to do. You can say you're going to do something, but then let everything else get in front of it and don't do it. Why would God not use you so that you can get it together? But I truly believe that unless we give the credit where credit is due, we don't tend to see it like that. 
And because we don't tend to see it like that, I think we're missing a major part in it. Because the best thing that we can do is encourage each other to shift solely. You know, if you got to blame the devil, blame the devil, but give him the fact, give him, give him no none of the credit, but give God all of the credit that said that God has allowed the devil to do something to tempt you, to test you, and to see how strong you are and where you're trying to go. I mean, think about it like that. I think that would be keeping it real. You know, look look beyond the devil. Understand that the divine guidance that is above all of us leads you to where it is that you need to be. I mean, think about Jonah. Go back to Jonah. Because once Jonah got swallowed up by the whale or the big fish, however you want to tell the story, for the three days, when they spit the when when the when it spit Jonah out, it actually spit Jonah out where God had told him to go. Hello, wait a minute. So that says that even in the mess ups, even in the mix ups, even in the the ways that you think that you're gonna go, you still end up in the same spot that God told you to go. A lot of people say that that's dumb, that's this. No, honey, that's called life. Those are your experiences. And if you're listening to me tonight and you got got goons, you might know about them experiences. It might have took that type of turn for you. You might be listening to me in jail right now. Or I should say, when I say jail, I shouldn't say jail because people have a, a, a mindset to think jail and see bars and prison guards and things like that. No, boo. You could be in jail at your job because you don't want to be there. And now you're there for eight whole hours. You get two 15-minute breaks and maybe, if you're lucky, an hour lunch. That's jail. That's prison if you don't want to be there. You walk in your house and you don't, you can't stand the person that's in on the other side of the door. Now you got to be in here for all them damn hours. You're trying to go to bed early. You can't, you can't get quiet in there, nothing. That's jail. So don't just automatically think because I said the person that's in jail that is listening to me. No, I'm speaking of the person that's in a place where you are inhabited from, from moving, incapable of moving. That's the word. You're not allowed to move freely the way that you would like to. And a lot of times what we realize is that when we don't do what God is calling us to do, we end up in those types of situations. We look at personal experiences in our own lives, and we can really look at moments where it's just like, didn't work out. This was not supposed to happen this way. These would be unexpected blessings. You understand what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, they end up turning out to be really good situations. But you got to make it through all of the mess in order to see that it was that good. I tell people that all the time. They always want to have this thing about where God is and how is God working, this, that, and other. I know how God works. No, baby, you don't really know how God works because actually you be going through it the way you be going through it. The way you see God work is when you turn around and you realize, oh, my God, if I had never gotten fired from that job that day at that time, 
I would have never went into the pizza store and met the lady, which would have never introduced me to her son, which would have never had the 20-year relationship that we had, but would never have my cousin and his friend hook up and have these dominant twins that got drafted to the NFL and now play ball together. None of that would have happened if I hadn't gotten fired. So understand that me being fired was a horrible day. You couldn't have told me that life wasn't going to get any better. But when I look at my two godsons and I watch them on the field, (laughs) I just got to say, look at God. And that's what God does. That's how he does it. That's how he takes Jonah experiences and you weren't supposed to be there, but you met some people on the boat. Because it never says that they never, that it never talks about the people again that were on that boat. Because in the experience, things happen. You come across so many people, but there's always something that you pull from those experiences. And it's in the pulling of those experiences that you look up and you see God. By looking beyond, like, one example or Well, I used a couple of examples in the Bible. But think that it doesn't just have to be in the Bible. It can also just be found in stories of who we are, stories of the people that we know, of how things work. We can recognize that what is initially perceived as negative actually turns out to be a real powerful step in all of the things that we do in life. I know that we've seen people's stories on the news and we thought, I wish that had happened better for them or I I would, come on, I wish that you would not be doing that. Like, it's all types of stuff that are happening that don't need to happen in the moment. And what you need to be able to do is keep focused on what God is calling you to do. So in closing, it's like you embrace the profound truth that life circumstances are not just matters that are between good and evil, but they're rather opportunities of divine intervention and guidance. So instead of us hastily, you know, going through the thing and like, oh, that's a setback and this is the devil, and giving him all of the credit, have courage to see beyond the surface. And recognize that the hand of God is gently nudging you towards the intended purpose. And by embracing the Jonah experience and being willed to shed the weight that holds us back, we align ourselves with God's plan for our lives and let us shift that narrative and the views and keep on stepping and make them stepping stones that we are actually growing and building and going higher with. And we're growing towards growth and transformation. Rather than looking at them like stumbling blocks, like, you know, I ain't fall. It was just God's way of getting my attention. He did a very good job, I must say. In doing so, we discover that there's a resilience within us that is unwavering, you know, that unwavering faith, you know, to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding, you know, like like that. You know, because a lot of us step up for different things. But some people, if you ask them about certain things, they are strong about it. They are 
adamant about this or about that. You start talking about God, people get real, real quiet. They start stumbling and all kinds of stuff. You just be looking like, well, what, I don't understand what that is. Maybe it's because they attribute most of the things that happen to them to the devil instead of looking at them as way of God really nudging you, saying that I love you and this is not what I've created you to do. I need you to see it different because now if it, everything was great, you're not focused on me because y'all know that don't nobody need God when everything is good. Shoot, child. I've met so many people when they are, like, on the life, they got money, they don't, they don't need nothing, they got a nice car, they everywhere. Girl, we talk about everything. Oh, I'm going here, I'm going here. Can we go to this party? Can we go to this party? Let's go here. Let's go shopping. Let's go do this. Let's go do that. I make a phone call and be like, girl, let's go to church. I ain't saying nothing. I ain't saying a word. But let something happen. Let a breakup happen. Let somebody do something and it's like all the way there. They def- I'm the first person. Girl, I need God right now. I need you to pray for me. Pray for you. <laughs> what could I possibly pray for you for? You know, like what, what's going on? Oh, well, you know, he. I've seen him with this girl and da 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 And I'm thinking, okay. But just think, if we give all of that to God instead of the devil, even if he cheated on you, maybe there's a reason why he cheated on you because you're not something that you need to be. I'm not saying that that's what it is. But there could be a possibility that there's something else going on with the fact that that's why he's somewhere else because maybe you're not doing something that you're supposed to be doing or whatever. You know, I'm I'm just giving it as an example. Maybe that wasn't the best example, but as I know that this is God, God, goon, and like I said, we all have our own individual walks. We all have our own individual stories. That means we all have our own individual setbacks. And because of the fact that we have our setbacks is really why we come on here and we do what we do. The reason that we can come on and dial into a show or hit a button and actually listen to something is because maybe you didn't go to church. Maybe Purpose Kingdom Network is your church. Remember, we say that all the time. This is the church beyond walls. And I do want you all to know that seven years ago when we started this thing, this was like an odd thing. Nobody was doing church online. But now after the pandemic, you know, church online is the spot. We surprised if you actually going back in the building. You in the building? Oh, child, I'm still at Bedside Baptist. But even in the bedside in the bedside Baptists of the world, we all have these Jonah situations where you have to actually reevaluate how it is that you're doing whatever it is that you're doing. And like I said, most of the time, if it's a real Jonah experience, it ain't happening with you. It's happening to the people that are around you. And you can watch those people start to struggle. And then then that people starting to struggle before you go to talk about the fact that they're struggling, you might want to ask yourself, God, what is it that you're really trying to say to me? But then there might be someone that's out there tonight that doesn't even understand the whole power of, you know, falling and getting back up. 
or being put in a grave and come and raising from the dead. You know, because a lot of people get caught up in that part. And when you get caught up in that part, you can't even see the glory of what God is trying to actually do for us. So that's why we offer the opportunity for each and every person to do something that we call, well, it's the call of salvation. I call it, and like I offer it to you. The reason why you would want it is because you've been listening to me this whole time, and you've been trying to figure out why you feel like you're drowning, and you want to know where you are, but really you're probably in the whale. This could be day one for you in the whale, but this could also be day three. You could be about to get spit out. So if you're about to get spit out, then the question really is, do you know him? Do you know him as the ruler of everything? Do you know him as the person that, you know, the author and the finisher of what it is that you're really doing? You know, like you say, okay, I'm going to do this because this is good, but then you ask him. And then someone will say, well, who is the him? And I'm so glad you asked because you can call him whatever you need to call him so that you can receive him. That's the best way that I say it because God's God goon is for everybody. So when I say God, I'm going to say the word. And then we say the word became flesh and the word walked the earth. I, do you understand where I'm coming with this? You can call him the son. You can call him however. You can call him the regeneration of the regeneration is God's word on earth, wrapped in flesh, talking to you, walking with you, loving on you reprimanding you how that you need to be. And that's not a reprimand that we believe because we take a reprimand and make it something horrible. Like I said, we give this all to the devil instead of thinking that they are gentle nudges from God. If they were, if it was God gently nudging you, how would you be able to look at that situation different? How would you be able to receive that situation different? Understand that God loved us that much, that that's what he did. He actually came down, walked this thing, talked this thing, was the example of this thing, and then died. Because we all were going to mess up, we were going to fall short, we were going to talk about this, we were going to do it wrong, we were going to have Jonah experiences, we were going to fall like Joseph, we were going to fall like David. We were going to do all the things that could possibly be done in this world. Now, some things that we're doing today, they're a little bit different, but I guess, guess what, y'all? He died for all of that. And that's why it's awesome to know that if he died for all of that and you believe in that, then there's power to rise above that. And the best way to do that is you just ask God to come into your life and be the leader of your life, give you the power to make strong decisions, go into places where you don't think that you should should be, but then open your mouth and say something powerful, shine your light. That's the best way to do it. And when you look at things, they always make you, you know, once, you, once you've had that idea, you have that realization within you, then it's just simple. You just basically ask God to come into your life. You say, Father God, I admit that I'm a sinner, but I am saved by your grace. And I believe that your son died and was buried, and he rose again with all power in his hand to guide me, to give me life. 
and so that I can now be a part of the army of God, or be a part of God, God, good. Amen. Now, if you said something like that, you know, yeah, y'all know God got goons. We ain't getting, you not getting it from the pulpit, brother. But if Jappy is on, you know, she might, you know, she might finesse you a little bit, but you don't need no finessing. You've come too far. You've come too far to be stroked today. You have to sit and watch stuff on television where, like, homosexuality is normal. And, you know, you've you got to go here with this, and you can't say anything about that. And you got to have this conversation, and you can't say this, and you can't say that. You mean to tell me that i got to tell you that there's a new way to go and there's a better way to go, and you don't want it? I appreciate the fact that you listened tonight. The reason why I appreciate that you listened tonight is because it says that you took a little bit of time out of who you were, where you were, to stop and just let God have his way. Now, if there are any callers, I will take the callers now, and then if not, I'm going to turn it over to Brother Rob for our announcements. Brother Rob. Okay. Yes, uh, we don't have any callers right now. Uh, this uh, okay. want to talk to you right now on the line. Uh, so I'll go ahead and uh, excuse the if you hear the background noise of a fan. Uh, it's kind of like a hot like uh, Helen's Kitchen. So um, real quickly, I'll go, just go ahead and jump into the announcements. This is a product of Purpose Kim Network. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us for tonight's episode. No matter where in the world you are, whether you listen to us online or listen to us via phone, we greatly appreciate your support and your listenership for us here at Purpose Kingdom Network. And we also thank those that share with their friends and family members, letting them know that Purpose Kim Network is on the air. Anytime we do a live broadcast, we're broadcasting live from www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. And we do a live show. We do have a calling number, which is 319-527-6091. And anytime you want to talk to any one of our hosts, you just press the number one, and we'll get you in as quickly as we can. We also invite you to like us on our Facebook page, which is at Purpose Kingdom at Facebook. We can see our upcoming shows and advertisements. And from time to time, we do make major announcements on the social media pages as well as others. We're also on Instagram and Twitter at Purpose underscore Kingdom. Also, if you want to hear shows like tonight's show, you can uh, go to www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. You just simply type in the host name or the show name, and you can hear that show in its entirety and at your convenience. Also, we'd like to invite you to listen to PKN.com. That's our radio uh, station that we have on the Internet. Uh, feel free to listen in. Uh, you can listen to 24 hours of music of inspiration. Okay. Um, also, with God's own God's blessing, we'll be joining us right back here tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour uh, for where we have a, a special show coming on tomorrow at 9 p.m. So with God's own God's blessing, we'll be joining us tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour. And just check us out. We'll be right back here. Okay. With that being said, I'm going to hand the show back over to Minister Allen. And a uh, great show tonight. I really enjoyed it. Well, thank you so much. I'm glad that you enjoyed it. I hope people enjoyed it because the reason why I hope that you enjoyed it is because I hit the ground for this stuff, man. I ain't fell in a long time. And when I have fallen, I've fallen on my hands. I've fallen on my knees. Like, you know, where you can catch yourself or you try not to fall all the way. I fell backwards. Like three steps, three steps up, I fell backwards. 
I had an opportunity to think about how I was about to fall because it was nothing to catch my fall. I fell backwards. I seen things that I should not have been able to see, but what I saw when I got up was everything. And it was nothing but the glory of God that said, God, thank you for nudging me. And what we won't do is throw up another archive. What we won't do is, you know, just just get along, go along to get along. What we won't do is stand around and watch things happen and not say what it is that you're saying to say in the moment. It won't happen, God. Ask you now to come into our lives and literally Protect us because you do know, y'all, listening to something like this and listening to what God is really trying to do to you. And now I done already told you, don't give the devil no credit. You think he ain't going to just, you think he's just going to let it go? You think it's just going to be sweet? Hell no. It's about to be crazy. It's about to be all kinds of stuff. So tomorrow, before you go to cuss that person out, you got to remember, you know what? I ain't even playing with you today because I understand what you're doing. Remember, Peter said it. When he got older, you got to be, you got to understand the rules of the devil, you know? Like, you got to understand the tricks that he uses against you, so therefore you no longer be tricked. It ain't never say that he was going to stop doing the things that he's doing. It just says that we get better at who we are to understand what it is. They say, mm-hmm, I know what you're doing. My bad, mm-hmm, you just put it in front of me like that because you wanted it to be real sweet for me to just cuss you out. Because it's easy to cuss you out. But at the end of the day, if you're cussing them out and it's going to get you further and further away from where it is that God is intending you to go, I suggest that you stop cussing them out. Go the other way. See what it's supposed to look like on the other side. Now, I don't usually do this. But I want to do it tonight because I believe that it might it might just cover us all. So we're going to say, Father God, you know, the divine and loving creator. As we come to the end of this show, we bow our heads or raise our heads in humble gratitude for the wisdom and understanding that has been shared. And we thank you for the opportunities to explore the notion of your gentle guidance in our lives, beyond the surface level of blame and darkness. We acknowledge that your ways are higher than our ways and your thoughts are beyond our comprehension. Help us, O Lord, to trust in your divine plan, even when we face trials and uncertainties. Grant us the strength and courage to see beyond the immediate challenges and seek your purpose amidst all of the storms. May we be like Jonah, willing to let go of the burdens that hinder our progress and surrender ourselves to your will. Teach us to discern your voice, to recognize your gentle nudges, and to have faith that you are leading us to the place where we truly belong. In moments of doubt and confusion, remind us that you are the ultimate orchestrator of our lives. Guide us away from giving undue credit to the devil and help us embrace the truth that even in the darkest of times, your light shines through, illuminating the path before us. As we journey forward, may we keep it real. 
Lord, keep us grounded in your truth, aware of your presence, and receptive of the lessons that every experience you will bring. Grant us the wisdom to discern your hand at work and the courage to surrender ourselves fully to your divine guidance. We pray for strength, perseverance, and resilience, knowing that with you by our side, we can overcome any challenges that come our way. Help us to see the opportunities for growth, transformation, and alignment with your purpose, even in the midst of adversity. And in closing, we offer our heartfelt gratitude for the insight gained and in the blessings received through this episode. May the seeds be planted tonight and take root in our hearts and bear fruit in our lives, reflecting your love, your grace, and your wisdom to the world. We pray all these things in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, who taught us to trust in your divine plan and embrace the journey with faith. Amen. Gaga goose, baby. And we out here. And we're working together, saving God's kingdom. The real question is, are you with me? But let's keep it real. We need to be honest. So keep it real. I love you all. I will see you next week for D-Block Church. That's where we meet. This is how we greet, and then D-Block Church is where we meet. See you all next week. Love you. Peace. Jesus led. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. Never wanna see you down, I will not lose.